My next guest is an actress, award-winning singer, songwriter, philanthropist, producer. Among her recent recurring roles include the CW's iZombie, NBC's This Is Us, one of my favorite shows, and TNT's Major Crimes. Her animated work, voiceover work, includes video games and TV shows like Futurama and The Simpsons. Please welcome, the first time on Money Making Conversations, my girl, Don Lewis. How are you doing today? <laughs> hey, I, man, I'm listening to you say all that. It's like, yeah, I guess I did do do that. <laughs> well, yeah, know, I guess I did that too. Yeah, like, uh, grace of God, man, grace of God. Keeping well, you know, it moving. you know, in, in this business, and you know that it is the business. I, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate. I started as a stand-up comedy, and I became a sitcom writer, and then I started producing television, and I started managing talent. It's it's, it's being able to have a, a multi levels of income being able to have multi-hats. Talk about that whole process a little bit about being able to, in other words, you know, you can come in wanting to be an actor, you can come in wanting to be a singer, but you have to be ready for the opportunity. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Not only do you have to be ready, but you have to be flexible Mm -hmm. Uh, because the business that we're in, the entertainment industry, is completely subjective. There is no clear-cut black and white lines on right or wrong or or left or or right. It really is when you walk in the room, how does that producer feel today? How does that casting director feel today? Did you by chance wear the color they hate the most? Does your perfume offend them? I mean, just all kinds of stuff before they even get to whether or not you have the talent that it takes to actually pull off this job. Um, your reputation more often than not, walks into the room before you do. If you are known as a troublemaker, odds are that's how people are going to think of you. And no matter how talented you are, you may not get that gig. So I suggest to people, put your attitudes and your egos in check and go and do the work and let the work speak for itself. Uh, When I started out in the industry, I started out as a singer. I've been singing since I was four. I started dancing at seven, started acting at 11. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. So that's what I was doing. I was doing theater off and on Broadway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to the high school of music and art. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So I graduated high school at 16, immediately left and went to college down at the University of Miami, where I continued studying. They ended up developing a degree program around me. The musical theater degree program at the University of Miami was founded on me. I am its founder and first graduate because I came into the school not wanting to just sing or not wanting to act. I wanted to do it all. I wanted to be a complete package and have skill in it, not right. just be young and cute and impulsive. And um, if I knew then that I was still going to be young and cute and impulsive <laughs> at my age now, I may not have gone to college, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> You're not saying you I wasted wanted- years. You did not waste years, Dawn. You did not waste years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I would not I let you put that to- out in public. You are fantastic. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to know how to recreate what I needed to recreate, take after take, show after show. And that was what I cultivated there in college. Uh, so when I tell people today, well, what do I do to get ahead and, and what, how, how can I get my big break? I said, first of all, you have to do your homework. You wouldn't allow someone to perform brain surgery on you who hasn't studied how to do it and do it well. Mm-hmm. So those of us in the industry who do what, what we do and who do it well, we make it look easy, but please know it is hard work. So if you want to be a singer, you got to get the work in and get your vocal chops up and don't just trust your auntie and uncle when they say, ooh, girl, ooh, boy, you can sing. No, <laughs> can funny, you really you sing? 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. I had a recording contract before I got on television. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be a recording artist right. and singing and dancing on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was how I ended up writing the theme song for A Different World. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the music contractor knew me as a singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. So he hired me to work on the theme song. Mm -hmm. The people who cast me to be in the show knew me as an actor because I was doing a Broadway show for them at, at the time, mm -hmm. the tap dance kid. Mm -hmm. So they both hired me and did not know that I was being hired by the two completely different departments <laughs> until they had hired me to do both jobs. No. And by the grace of God, I have been able to step <laughs> by step and you know what I'm saying? Include yeah. hey, Don, each you, of the you, other you, things you say that this so, me as I go along. You say this so normal. You know what I'm saying? You say this so effortlessly. But but, but it, when you talk about, you know, I've been doing this since I was four. Uh, graduated from high school at 16. Went down to the University of Miami. <laughs> you know, I wanted structure in my life. I didn't want to just, I wanted a, I wanted a career. I wanted to do takes and understand what a take meant. And then all of a sudden, getting these opportunities. Let's talk about the, the, the opportunity because, see, you, in your own sense, you knew what you wanted. I, I always feel blessed when I talk to people who knew what they wanted in their life. You know, like, I'm going to tell you yeah. when I was 16, look at here, girl. I, I, I was trying to figure out who Rashawn McDonald was, you know, let alone yeah. trying to find out if I could date somebody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and Lord knows I was two years away from graduating, okay? And then when I graduated, <laughs> didn't know what it, it took me seven years to get out of college, okay? So you look like the guy was confused, okay? <laughs> and so I'm talking to somebody at a very mature age to say, this is what I want to do. And then along the way, it doesn't always work out that way, you know, because people, like you said, you know, you can go in and forecast an opportunity. You don't know what they want, you know. Exactly. You can be vibrant. And that's that's really the frustrating part of entertainment, correct? Yes. Oh, it is. It is. And not only do we get that put us put on us from the outside, but unfortunately we do it to ourselves yes. as entertainers. Yes. Uh, we're, we're perpetually, as much as we want to create, as much as we want to develop things that come from the inside out, we're constantly criticizing ourselves. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not tall enough. Right. I'm not old enough. I'm right. too young. I mean, these, all these things that we put on ourselves to make ourselves in, insecure to make ourselves as even as much hard work as we may put into what what we do, mm -hmm. unfortunately, because the industry is so subjective, uh, we put a lot on that on ourselves as well. Quite frankly, when I walked into the A Different World audition, I was the only person in the room I didn't know. Right, right. I saw models. I saw <laughs> actors I've seen on uh, television. I saw people who were size two with fair skin and green eyes and long hair. And I'm like, I, I know everybody in here except me. Right. Okay. Right. All right. And that's why and and you say that you, your character was a game changer for television for. Exactly. You know, because you weren't a size two. You weren't light skinned. You was like of somebody in the neighborhood that I went to high school with or somebody that I grew up with. Look like, you look like my sister. And and you were attractive. You was articulate. You had a defined personality, and you uh, and you were you were uh, a professional. And all those things, I, I feel that you know you are a role model, and you're still a role model today. And so, and I say that because I wanted to. I want. I asked you prior to an interview, could I talk about your New Day Foundation? Because it kind of it, it it has those traits of being able to talk about empowerment and education for youth and underserved communities. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, to be honest with you, the A New Day Foundation, thank you for that. Uh, again, though, I don't want that to go by without me not acknowledging that. It's really humbling to know that that was the end result of me wanting to do my job and me standing 
for myself and saying, right. in spite of what I may think of myself in this room, that I think I'm the smallest person here. Right. God was able to use me to to take myself to a different level and be an example for others who want to take themselves to a different level. So I am really humbled and uh, honored to have been a part of a project like that, that put me in a position to do that and be that and continue to be that. That's 32 years now. And people are still watching that show and coming up to me saying, I wanted to go to school (laughs) because of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Little kids who are 10 and 11, the little kids in the show I'm doing now, the Tina Turner musical on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I watch your show all the time, Miss Dawn. I'm now Miss Dawn. (laughs) Lord Jesus, when did that happen? (laughs) When did I become the older person? I love it. Going back to the foundation, the New Day Foundation, I formalized that about three years ago now, basically to put under a formal 5013C nonprofit umbrella the work I've been doing for more than 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was in elementary school, I was a person who, like I said, who was inspired, who was supported by my teachers, right. uh, who from different parts of my family was completely misunderstood, uh, growing up in a very traditionally religious family. Mm -hmm. Uh, The entertainment industry was Satan's playground. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was being encouraged by my my, my mom and my teachers to basically live in that playground. So I was getting really mixed mess messages. Mm -hmm. Uh, By Mm -hmm. one hand, I was being told that the gifts that I had were a gift from God, and I couldn't do it without God's blessing. And on the other hand, I was being told that I'm going to be sent straight to hell if I keep entertaining (laughs) these singing and dancing. It was was very confusing. It was very difficult and emotionally stressful uh, for me. And then 16, you you were really... No, this was when I was eight. Eight, okay. (laughs) This is when I was eight, when all of this first started manifesting itself. So my elementary school teachers, particularly Karen Fogler and Barbara Ames, who actually right. also happened to be Lin-Manuel Miranda's mm-hmm. chief teachers, and he credits them also mm-hmm. uh, with inspiring him and guiding him to be the amazing creative genius that he is today. So I just want to give a shout out to public school teachers. Thank you for investing in your kids. We hear you, we receive you, and you continue to make a difference in our lives. Because of them, I would go like into junior high school and come back to my elementary school and mm-hmm. visit them. And while I was there, talk to the kids in the class and say, this is what junior high school is like. I used to be in this class. You have to listen to your teachers. Don't be afraid of bullies. Tell somebody. I used to get bullied as, as a kid just for having good grades, just for wanting to do something with my life. People would just beat you up and jack you for your lunch money, et cetera, all kinds of things. Right, right. So Mm -hmm. gratefully, I listened to the positive voices more than I listened to the negative voices. So while things may sound like they just roll off my tongue and come easily to me or have come easily, that that couldn't be further from the, the truth. And that's then when the, I went to high school, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And that's the basis of the of the of the uh, foundation, right? To be of the to, foundation mm-hmm. is to be empowering to those kids and to those communities where you don't see yourself succeeding, where you don't feel you have the resources, where you don't feel you have the support or the encouragement. Trust me, as a person who has been able to come through and continues to come through on the other side of naysayers, right. of the people who are supposed to be the closest to you, encouraging you, right. and they don't, you got to find a way to encourage yourself. And you can't let that continue to be your story. Well, if so-and-so helped me, I would have been able to do this. And if so-and-so did this, and, but at, at some point, you have to take responsibility for what happens in your life. 
and the A New Day Foundation does what, what we can through creative and cultural experiences um, and career experiences that a lot of these young people across the country are not exposed to. Right. We do programs for young boys called Mentors, right. which stands for Men Talking of Relevant Situations, right. and Sis Sisters Hangout, which is for teenage girls. Mentors is teenage boys, Sisters Hangout is teen teenage girls. We do similar programs for them and take them on outings. Uh, then we do our annual Focused and FIT, F-I-T, which stands for Financially and Technologically Informed, once a year on college campuses. We do it for high school juniors and seniors and their parents so that we can give them information so that whole household goes home informed on how they can get to and through higher education and careers. And we also open that conference up to college <clears throat> freshmen and sophomores mm -hmm. so that we can help them answer the questions. It's like, okay, I got into college. Mm -hmm. Now what? Now okay, what do I this do? This is what I'm going to do, Don. I'm going to make a $1,000 donation to your uh, Oh, man, thank you. Foundation. Thank okay. you, Rashawn. Thank you. I because am, we turn around and give that money right I know you are. to I, our I'm, kids. That's why I got to yep. stop you. Okay, you, can't keep, yep. you can't keep telling what you're doing. And I'm just sitting over there going, cool. 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 <laughs> you keep going, Gary. You go. You go. You make it happen. You go, Gary. Thank you. We give out eight scholarships of $2,000 each to a qualified it's eight, it's, participant okay. oh, it's as well as a new computer. No, no. Huh? It's, it's, it's $2,000 then. The okay. scholarship is $2,000. Okay, that's what I'm going to donate. Uh, I'm donating $2,000. Man, and we can give it in your name. How about that? I, girl, you can give it whoever, okay? Give it in a... Uh, no, but uh, what I'm saying, consider this a scholarship donation. I know, I know, Don. You know yes, I'm not... Sir. I know, Don. Look, look, girl, you're beautiful. Uh, we're going to come back to the next break. I just had to stop you and let you know. You're just not going to come on Money Made Conversation. Tell me all the great stuff you're doing in the community. I'm just going to sit over and go, you go, girl. <laughs> we're going to be back with my girl, Don Lewis. We're going to talk about her Broadway show. She's on there doing, she's Tina Turner, mama. Tina Turner, mama. Cool, and a lot of other things, Veronica Mars, a lot of things, great things happening. We'll be right back with more Don Lewis. Oh, she's back on the air with me. Uh, she's an award-winning actress, songwriter, philanthropist, producer. Uh, we just got to talk about her new uh, day foundation where she gives out eight $2,000 scholarships to students, and I just uh, told her that I am going to be a contributor to one of those scholarships for 2019. And um, yes, sir. you're going to provide the paperwork to me. Samantha's going to reach out to you and we're going to change a kid's life for your Amen. foundation. Is it all right? You know, yeah. you, you walk in on money making conversation. That's what happens, Don. You know, uh, I, I, God has blessed me. My, my wife is a she's a fantastic person, too. And uh, we try to uh, uh, distribute information to uh, through, through, our, through our success. And uh, you, you're doing something that I cannot do, but I can't write a check. And that's what I'm doing for your organization. OK. But I appreciate that. But please don't sell yourself short. The fact that you use this platform, you use your voice, you use the people who tune into you to bring them information that can help benefit their lives. Yes, yes, you are doing some, something, my, my brother, and it's greatly appreciated. Well, thank you. It's greatly appreciated. We, we, we talked about, uh, we talked about uh, your past. We talked about your foundation. Now you're on uh, in a new Broadway musical called Tina, yes. about the legendary Tina, Tina Turner herself. And you play yes. the role of Zelma, Mrs. Turner? Zelma Buck, Mrs. Turner's mother. Okay, cool. Yes, I play my mama, Tina Turner's <laughs> mom. So when, when Zelma refers to Tina, she always refers to her as Anna Mae. Right. Anna Mae Bullock, which is her given name. Right. And um, uh, which is something that is true for far too many of us. They did not have a great 
loving, hugging, warm mother-daughter relationship. It was very complicated. It was very strained uh, right up until there was no more relationship when, when Ms. Bullock passed away. Um, and unfortunately, that is a hard thing to play right. in this show. Right. It is a musical. Of course, you're going to hear the music of the legend and the performances of the legend. We have an amazing cast. But make no mistake, we get to the heart of a lot of issues, and some of them are different and challenging to watch. Right. But that's what makes Ms. Turner's journey so amazing and so victorious in what she was able to overcome. And one of the reasons, though, people ask me, well, you know, I know you, you do theater, et cetera, but this is a long commitment. I'll be here for just, just about a year, and we just opened. Uh, so people are saying, well, what about the television shows? What about the movies? All of that is still happening. And you mentioned some of them, uh, even the Veronica Mars show that just launched this a couple of months ago. I'm on the regular <laughs> on that show. Right. And we'll be seeing guest starring in the Amazon series, The Boys. <laughs> Uh, starting at the top of the year in, in their second season. I'm real oh, excited oh, about that, that. That's exciting uh, right now. Uh, yeah, uh, Laz, really, that, that's, that's the one that Laz Alonzo on there, right? Laz Alonzo on yes, there, right? Yes, Laz Alonzo was on that show. Mm-hmm. This, that, it was so cool working with them in Canada. Uh, but getting back to Tina, one of the big reasons why I really wanted to do this, this, this How show you going to do me like that? Because, How you going to do me like that, huh? though? You going to take me over to the boys, and then you going to run back to Tina. <laughs> we got time now. This is your show now. We talk about now. Now, that's an exciting series to be a part of because the, oh, because the sci-fi is, effects of the super, it's kind of like an uh, anti-superhero movie. It's like superheroes. Well, it's like superheroes on the dark side, right? Kind right, of a thing, right? They're they're good guys who do not such good things right, all the time, right? And uh, you kind of don't know whether you're supposed to love them, hate them, be mad at them, check them, or just cheer them on. Right. And uh, the cast itself is just—they are off the charts. They're well, yeah, it's really—it's so, really so that cool. side. That's that side of the series where you know. You know, you look at superheroes, you go, okay, they know they're famous. They know they're superhumans. They know they can date anybody. They know they can actually, they want money. They can go get a, get a diamond out of the ground because they superheroes, <laughs> they can, you know. They can just dig their they, hand in. Right, right. They, go, they can just start oil. They can just go find oil, you know. And that's what these characters are. They are very much aware that they're superheroes. Now, when yeah. you... When you and, when, oh, before we digress, Jack Quaid, who's one of the stars of uh, The Boys, also stars with me in the CBS animated series, Star Trek Lower Deck. And that's going to be premiering at the beginning of the year as well. Ah, oh, she's so much. She's so, she's so busy. She's so busy. <laughs> I don't know how we talk. God though. Good, I, 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 you know, God's good because of the fact that, you know, first of all, I've been trying to get you on the show. I see why I can't get you on the show. You know, like, what's she doing? What's she doing? She, she, what she doing? Oh, uh, now I know. I'm sorry. I apologize for <laughs> talking bad to my staff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, talking bad to my staff. You know, because she's suddenly, you know, she's suddenly like taking over the show now. You know, she's promoting her stuff. I, I'm, my little piece of paper all over the place now. I, 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 you were supposed to talk about that right now, Don. Come on now. Let's, now let's go on back to Tina. Let's get to we're the boys go in a minute. Let's go back to Tina. Let's go back to Tina. It's a Tina. Um, you'll be there for a year now. Now, talk about. What is that like? You have a dark day. We, we, we uh, 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 of one day a week is usually dark, right? And the yes. rest of the days you're performing, correct? Talk about that. You have talk about the whole well, setup. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole schedule that we are on. When we were in previews, we officially opened on November seventh. Right. Uh, prior to that, we were in what is called previews for about three and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and that is our creative team's last opportunity 
to make any changes or restructuring to the show before we get in front of the official run audience. So right. we do the show at night, the same three hours right. at night for an audience. Right. But during the day, uh, the producers and the directors and, and the creative team come to us and say, OK, this worked last night. This didn't work. Right, right, right. We're going to change this dance number. <laughs> we're going to cut this song and replace it with that song. So right. we're rehearsing mm-hmm. still all day long. Right. Take a dinner break and come back and perform all the stuff that we just changed mm-hmm. for the next audience that night. So we can do that all the way up until we officially open. So now the show is what what they call locked. They right. can't make any more changes. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But we normally get one day off a week. Right. Because of this particular week, the Thanksgiving holiday, we don't have a show on Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. you think, oh, okay, but we normally do eight shows. This week we'll only do seven. No such luck. Mm-hmm. They moved <laughs> Thursday's show to tonight. So at the end of this week, which ends after the evening show on Wednesday, we will have done 12 straight shows. We will have worked every day straight since last week, Tuesday. Okay. But with no break. But we're not complaining, and when you though. We're not complaining, though. We're not going to complain, but I just need y'all to understand. Eight shows a week is no joke. Singing and dancing and jumping around for for three hours at the highest level of a, of adrenaline you can possibly imagine. Come on now, now, uh, now, no, no, don't. What? what? You playing. What? You playing. I want you to come and you try playing. to do four You playing come on, come Tina's on, mama now. You're you not jumping four. around too and much And then talk now. to me about doing 12. <laughs> I love this interview. I love this interview. You know, so so, so let's let's talk about this because I got to come and see you. I got to come up there and see okay, you. Okay, yes, please. Okay, yes, cool. please. So uh, I know it's probably probably going to be to January. You know, I love that. That's I, fine. I, I we love, will still be there. Grace of God. The audiences have been loving the show. Absolutely. On their feet, singing absolutely. and dancing with us. Some of y'all need to calm down because you're singing a little louder than us. <laughs> and I understand you bought a ticket, but hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Okay. You you, you seem to be having a lot of fun with your life. The fact that you have the charity, the fact you have your own production company, that means the creative side, and now you're locked into a year-long production. And we know as as entertainers, we know as people who get out there, that that regular check means something. Okay, we can kind of like calm down our lives and be able to focus things and buy things that we want to do. And and then when you, I always tell people when you're working and that's when you can get another job when you're working. Exactly. And now I, is the time to position yourself for the next thing right. while you're mm-hmm. in this in this in industry. While you're hot, while folk have eyes on you, mm-hmm. you do what you can mm-hmm. to present yourself in a way that positions you for whatever comes next. Because in this industry, as much a year sounds like that's nothing. Some people have been in the same job for ten years, twelve Absolutely. years, mm-hmm. twenty mm-hmm. years. Absolutely. So they look at you and say, "A year? That's no big deal." And they like, "But yeah, in this industry, it is." Because jobs come and they go. They last a month. Mm -hmm. You could be in a hit show or what what you think is a hit show. Mm -hmm. Come to work and there's a sign on the sign-in door that says we are about to close in two weeks. Because you learn no one else has bought a ticket beyond a certain date. I mean, the shows, we shoot these TV shows. Trust me, there's only eight, ten episodes now. Mm-hmm. That means what do you do for the other nine months in right. the year? It used to be 22. Not, but you, you still got to pay bills. You still got to pay your rent. Mm-hmm. You got to eat, mm-hmm. pay your insurance, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So it really does behoove you to just keep things moving. Our resumes change weekly. People have the same resume they've been using for a few years. Right. The, 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 the I would say the nine-to-five working person. 
They have the same resume they've used for years. Absolutely. Our resume gets updated a, almost every week, at least every month Absolutely. of whatever new job of you out there hustling and trying to maintain your marketability and try to convince somebody why you should hire me over over the thousand other possible actresses that are out there. And that's then that's it's, then that's it's, a it's, it's really work. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and a really powerful. Before we go, I want to just talk about your being able to uh, have a major uh, role in the animation voiceover world. Talk to us a little bit about that. Talk to my, my listeners how that how you're able to break that that wall from acting to animation voiceover. Rashawn, before we move away, there's one thing I really want to say really quickly, and I will talk about that, is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do Tina, and this is for anyone who was okay, out cool. there, mm -hmm. Tina's story is amazing. It is victorious. It is about a woman who not only survived domestic violence and all kinds of hurdles, and she tried her best to be her best self, but she is victorious. She is thriving in who she is now. So that's my story as well. I was raised in a home of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. I was raised in an awesome. environment mm -hmm. where I was, like I mentioned before, bullied, all mm -hmm. kinds of things. Right. But my mom, like Tina's mom, had to step away. And then Tina had to deal with issues of abandonment. Mm -hmm. My mom had to leave myself and my three brothers for almost a year and a half. Mm -hmm to get out of the situation she was in to position herself in a way where she was able to come back and get us and do her best to raise me and my three brothers. And I give all shout outs to moms, even to men who are suffering from domestic violence, because some women can be very violent as well. All that to say, do not quit on yourself. Believe that you deserve to be loved. Believe that you deserve to be in a safe and healthy environment. And if you are not, please get help. Please get yourself out because you cannot be good for your children if they are witnessing you being abused and attacked. Cool. You want to break that cycle of violence. Tell us how to get tickets to the show. You want to promote a cycle of healing and healthy living. Cool. Okay. Tell us, tell us how to get tickets. No, no, because I because I got to go to the tickets of the show. Oh, I okay. To, okay. Oh. Yes. We are at the Lunch Fontaine Theater in New York City. So go to broadwaycup.com, Tina, the musical. Uh, we are running. We are looking forward to seeing you. Please come check us out. Please, please, please. Well, my friend. The, the cast is amazing. My friend, uh, you're an amazing person. You've got me into your foundation. Uh, again, Samantha will reach out to you. Uh, I will see you in January. Don. Rashawn McDonald's a friend of your family, okay? Know that Thank I am a so fan. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for supporting Tina, the A New Day Foundation, my animation work and <laughs> film work, my company, the Morning, Morning Jewel, Inc. We didn't get to talk about that. But. You know you know, you're going to come back on the show. You know that. You know that now. I'll right. be back. Okay, cool. I'll be back.